everybody. Welcome to Vibrant Life, episode four. I'm Jessica Parker. I'm a holistic health coach and a fitness instructor. I have a master's in health psychology, which means I love to nerd out on all things health. So today we're going to chat about cholesterol and why it is not actually evil. <laughs> I know that that's pretty much what most people think because of what we've been taught for so long. However, it's actually very good and needed, and you will notice if your cholesterol is too low. Our liver actually kicks in and produces more of it if we're too low, which tells me that, hmm, it might be important if our body actually does that on its own. So just a few highlights. Cholesterol is essential for vitamin D production, which is a hormone. It's essential for sex hormones, for bile production. It's for the brain and central nervous system. Hmm, kind of important vital for proper neurological function. It helps with memory and the uptake of hormones in the brain like our feel-good chemical serotonin. A lot of people might understand that connection between low serotonin and then the experience of depression. Very important. So here's what's been going on with cholesterol in the medical world. According to Chris Kresser, who is actually a holistic practitioner, he's one of my favorites. You might hear me talk about him a lot and reference him a lot. I've learned a lot from him. The out-of-date message has been that cholesterol is bad and that you need a statin to lower it. So not, not only is that out-of-date, but it's not even in line with the most recent scientific evidence. However, this perspective is actually, and you guys might be familiar with this, it's held by many of our primary care physicians and even cardiologists. So the most recent research actually tells us that cholesterol or total cholesterol, LDL and HDL, you're probably familiar with those from your labs. They're not accurate predictors of cardiovascular risk, and yet that's what's measured, right? Even ratios like total cholesterol to HDL and non-HDL cholesterol are better predictors, but they're nowhere near as good as newer markers, such as LDL numbers or par LDL particle numbers, and even better, lipoprotein, a or LP little a, and actually it's spelled out LP and then in parentheses is a little a. a. <laughs> so LP little a is known as one of the most atherogenic lipoproteins, which means it's going to build plaque in the arteries. Therefore, it's one of the most telling of the markers in terms of risk for heart disease. Sadly, maybe not surprisingly, LP, LP little a is not typically measured, is that cholesterol doesn't even cause cardiovascular disease, which might be shocking to you. In fact, most people who suffer from heart attacks have low cholesterol, and I will be linking all this information so you can check into it yourself. So let me repeat that. Most people who suffer from heart, heart attacks have low cholesterol. Low cholesterol also raises your risk of stroke. Some things you actually need to take into consideration when it comes to cardiovascular disease, but these aren't often considered, are family history, inflammatory markers like C-reactive protein, you'll see it on your labs as CRP, or maybe you won't see it on your labs, <laughs> fasting insulin, fasting glucose, fasting leptin, and post-meal blood sugar levels. All important lab markers, there, there are more, but those are some really important ones that really aren't often looked at. It's actually surprising to me if they are. The two strongest risk factors for heart disease are hypertension and smoking, probably not super surprising. We also really need to consider stress, diet, gut health, nutritional status. And when I say nutritional status, I mean like what are your levels of vitamin D? 
Low vitamin D is typically associated with autoimmune inflammatory situations. Um, how high is your iron? If it's too high, that's a problem. Those are just some examples. Are you getting the idea perhaps that maybe having a healthy lifestyle with reduced stress, a good amount of exercise, a nutrient dense diet, ditching the processed foods and fast foods, sorry people, but you gotta do it. Do you, are you getting the connection that all of this can help you reduce your risk of cardiovascular disease? So then why all the confusion, right? Well, in the 50s, you may or may not have heard about a study done by Dr. Ansel Keys. He was basically looking at fat and sugar and where the link was with cardiovascular disease, looking at different countries. And he presented his data, essentially using half-truths that pinpointed fat as a culprit, when actually the higher, the higher risk individuals were those who ate a lot of fat and sugar. But you know, minor detail, we don't need to talk about the sugar. And that's when like the demonization of fat began. And here comes the low fat craze. That's when it all started, right? So we were fighting fat pretty hard with the whole low fat, low cholesterol, take on nutrition. And the interesting and sad thing is that as we did this, we developed an epidemic of diabetes and obesity. And Dr. Jason Fung talks about this. He's another one that I would highly recommend looking into. So let's chat about statins for a second because that is the, the drug that's primarily prescribed for cholesterol. This actually inhibits the production of cholesterol. So let's just revisit for a second why cholesterol is important. It's essential for vitamin D production, sex hormone production, bile, the brain and the central nervous system, vital for pr proper neurological function and helps with memory and the uptake of hormones in the brain like serotonin. Very, very, very important things for optimal health and well-being. So what I have personally experienced in the health coaching world are clients who come in like, oh my gosh, my testosterone is tanked. So I'm taking testosterone and I'm depressed. And so I'm on an antidepressant and come to find out they've been put on a statin. And a lot of times their cholesterol wasn't really actually high. So it's just something that people have been trained, doctors have been trained to prescribe for a number of reasons. And that's a whole nother Dr. Phil show. We're not going to get into it today, but just keep this in mind. Bottom line here is to do your own research. So important. And I know that that can be really complicated and confusing. So let me just share a couple of tips. One is use a different browser than Google. And I'm not going to get deep into this, but the truth is that a lot of our information is manipulated. Um, because of the pharmaceutical industry, which is very, very, very like dominant in terms of our information. Um, and, you know, obviously money is involved. So I use DuckDuckGo. There are others out there. Talk to some friends, talk to some people and see what, what else is out there and what you might use. If you're using just, you know, Google or something like that, what you will experience is that you type in, a, you know, something to search. And especially if it's like a holistic health perspective, it will be way, 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 like pages down on your search, you'll probably never see it. And sometimes it's just not even included. So I use a browser that does not censor information and pick and choose. Some things to put into your search are the words research. Like if I'm really wanting to find studies and not just articles, I mean, you can go to articles and then go down and look at their linked studies. 
Um, but you can also just, if I type in research, then studies will pop up. So, you know, I might say like cholesterol and heart disease connection and then put the word research in there. So studies will pop up. Um, others that I like to use are functional medicine or holistic medicine. So then I'm not just going to get things that are mainstream. I'm going to get perspectives that are root cause that are going to talk about nutrition and lifestyle and all the things instead of just what medication should you be on? And let me just say right now, I'm not anti-medication. There is a time and place. What I don't like is the extreme that we're on these days, which is medication for everything without question. That lifestyle piece, eh, don't worry about it. <laughs> or they might mention it, but then there's the medication. So I like to really, really, really take great efforts toward changing our health for the better using lifestyle approach. That's the end of this today. I'm gonna to try and keep it short. I know, again, that is a big topic um, and you might have questions, feel free to reach out. I will be talking about this more because I do think it is so, 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 so important. Um, and I wanna thank you. If you are interested in connecting with me, you can find me on my website at healthwithjess.com. And that's health, H-E-A-L-T-H. -E Sometimes people think it's help, but it's health with Jess. You can email me at jess at healthwithjess.com. Or you can find me on Facebook, Health with Jess, or Instagram, it's Health with Jessica. Thank you so much for spending some time with me today, and you guys have a good weekend. It's Friday. <laughs>